Welcome to Recloseted Radio, the top-rated podcast for slow fashion founders. Whether you're thinking about launching a slow fashion brand, scaling an existing sustainable apparel company, or looking to make a brand more environmentally friendly, we have you covered. I'm your host, Selena Ho, and each week I'm sharing my proven strategies or interviewing industry experts. Without any further ado, let's get started. Welcome back to another episode. This has transparently been one of the toughest years for many of us on a professional, business, and personal level. But hopefully this year, 2020, also resulted in a lot of growth and blessings in disguise. In today's episode, I'm going to walk through how you can best wrap up 2020 and prepare for 2021, even amidst all this uncertainty. Let's start off with a bit of a 2020 recap, and then I'm going to talk about looking forward how you can plan for 2021. And I know that this year was a roller coaster, so some of you guys listening might be like, I do not want to revisit or recap 2020. But trust me, I really do think that it's worthwhile to do so because that way you can just plan the next year with all the learnings and all of the really takeaways from this past year. So even though it might be a little bit traumatizing, trust me, make sure you take the time to recap this last year. The first thing I want you to do when you're doing your 2020 recap is to celebrate all of your wins. Even with all the craziness that was this past year, what went well? I'm sure there's a few results and wins you achieved even amidst a global pandemic, and so I want you to write them all down, big or small, and make sure you properly celebrate each and every single win that you achieved this year. So often as entrepreneurs, we move on to the next thing and we just try to focus on the next goal or the next goal post. So it's really important to sit down and properly honor any accomplishments that you've achieved this past year. If we just move to the next goal post every single time we achieve something, we'll be super results orientated, which is, you know, a good thing. But then also on the flip side, completely miss the journey of entrepreneurship. And a lot of successful entrepreneurs will always say that the journey, not the end result, is the best part. So you want to make sure you take the time to pause and reflect on what went well this year and maybe even double celebrate, if you will, because I think that having a win during these tough and unprecedented times is a true testament to all of your hard work and your grit as an entrepreneur. So maybe even double celebrate some of those things and really treat yourself. One of the big realizations I had this year is just the fact that I am so go, 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 and you're probably quite similar. And when I do achieve something, I kind of celebrate it in the moment and I'm like, yay, this is awesome, this happened. And then I kind of brush it under the rug and then start achieving or chipping away at the next thing. And I just realized that that just wasn't really serving me and I just was feeling really, really overwhelmed with just not even pausing and taking that time to celebrate. And celebrating doesn't have to look like buying yourself something or doing whatever. Like it's whatever you want to treat yourself with. So maybe that's a weekend off doing things that you love to do, like being in nature or reading a book that you've been wanting to do for a while. 
see what makes sense and feels good for you in terms of a celebration and then make sure that you truly do reward yourself because it's been a really tough year and if you have wins then take that time to pause and I really think there's no better time than at the end of the year where you look back and see all of your different accomplishments and then you just take the time to really sit in it and really feel good about yourself. The next thing you want to do in your 2020 recap after you celebrate your wins is to reflect on any improvements. Part of the journey of owning a business is that things will inevitably not work out to plan and that's okay because that means you're trying things, it means you're learning, and it also means you're growing. If you didn't have any quote-unquote failures, And as a side note here, you'll know that I don't necessarily like to call failures failures. I more so like to position it as learning experiences. But anyways, if you didn't have any of those learning experiences or any of those things that didn't go according to plan, then I would actually challenge you and say that you're not really going out of your comfort zone and you're not getting innovative enough, right? Because when you experiment and you try things and you try to throw a bunch of stuff at the wall and see what sticks, Not everything is going to stick, right? And not everything is going to go according to plan. And that's okay. The crucial part, though, about all of this is that you need to really reflect and learn from each experience. So recognizing that you're going to quote unquote fail or you're going to have things that don't go according to plan, you want to make sure you keep in mind how you can improve for the future. At Recloseted, we always do postmortems or summaries of what happened so that in the future, when we look back, we can see what we learned from each experience and then try something different so the same outcome doesn't happen again. Even if the same outcome does happen, we'll know that we tried a different route and we got there and that way we're just always iterating and always learning from our past experiences. I always recommend you to do a postmortem or a summary, and it's something I always get my clients to do as well. For example, if you had a clothing launch this year that did not go according to plan, you know, either sales wasn't what you thought it would be, or there were some issues on the production side, whatever it is, if you had a bit of a hiccup, then I want you to document what happened. I want you to write out exactly what happened, why you think it happened the way it did, And then the key part is what you would do differently next time or what you would want to experiment with next time. If your sales wasn't what you thought it would be, then maybe you need to rethink how you marketed it or what your launch plan was, right? Like analyze each different part based on what the problem was and then see what ideas you have for next time to try something differently. Like, do you need to promote a little bit longer? Do you need to really build up your email list? Like, what do you think you want to try next year to have an improvement and really learn from this experience? The postmortem or summary of what happened is really crucial because you really want to ensure you learn the lesson that you're supposed to from each experience so that you can either change the outcome or even just have a better outcome next time. So take the time to sit down and think about any improvements or changes that you would do to clothing launches or whatever other business activities you did in 2020 so that 2021 can be even better. 
As part of your 2020 recap, again, I want you to celebrate your wins, and then I want you to reflect on any improvements or do any postmortems or summaries that you need to do. And then another thing I think that would be really helpful is to create or update your contingency plan. This year in 2020 really proved the importance of a quote-unquote doomsday plan because the economy is cyclical and big crashes does happen. The next time we have a big economic crash, it might not be a global pandemic that rocks our worlds, but historically the economy does go up and it does go down, right? Like we have bull markets and we have bear markets in financial terms. For example, like back in 2008, there was the big financial crisis. Back in 2001, there was the dot-com crash. So it does happen. So as a business owner, it's really important to have that kind of cushion or have that contingency plan. And if you're a new business owner, then make sure you create some sort of contingency plan. Or even if you're a business veteran, like make sure you update it because I'm sure that this time around you learned a few new things in 2020 and you'll just want to make sure that you put that all in your contingency playbook. Anyways, I think this year just really proved the importance of you and your business needing a plan or a playbook to be able to be prepared to weather these storms because it is inevitable, like the economy goes up and down, so it's going to happen again. So if you haven't already, start making your contingency plan or your playbook. And the first thing, if you have never done this before, I think is to really figure out how much you need to save because you really need to make sure that you can keep the lights on in your business for at least six months or um, even like a quarter, like three months to start with, and then maybe expand it to six months. And then as you get more capital and as you can save up more, like maybe you can do a year. But the first thing you'll want to do is just figure out what your savings plan is for yourself. So for your own living expenses and then also for your business. One of the things you will need to look into is just what your minimum monthly costs are for your business. And then what you can do is just times that by three and start to save that up in your bank account so that you have that quarterly slash fund just in case something happens. And then as you get more sales and more revenue, then try to just add more to that slush fund so that you can build it up to six months and then a year. And then if you want to build a more robust contingency plan that just goes above and beyond how much you should be saving, feel free to DM us or send us an email to hey at recloseted.com and we can definitely help you out. I think that a contingency plan does need to be tailored to you and your business, but you know, general advice across the board is just to figure out how much money you need to put away and save, and that should definitely be something that you're thinking about. So that when something like this happens again, you're not freaking out because you have no savings. So that's definitely step one. And then the step beyond that is just thinking about how you can increase sales in times of dire need or even what other revenue streams you can build in. So that's a little bit more tailored to you and your business, but just think about that. And again, if you need help, do reach out to us. We're more than happy to work with you on that. And then similarly to reflecting on your improvements or learnings, I would also note down what you learned this year owning a business throughout COVID-19 and really journal out or write out your emotions, your experiences, and your thoughts because that can provide you a lot of reassurance and hold your hand a little bit the next time the economy inevitably goes down. 
If you haven't listened to episode 37, where I interviewed my friend Stephanie Osler, she shared her learnings from the 2008 financial crisis, and I highly recommend you listen to that and just listen to the similarities between this time and last time. And one of the things that Stephanie did was she actually journaled about her emotions and experiences going through the 2008 financial crisis. And then when COVID hit, she actually looked back on it and it was just reassuring to her and also interesting to see the similarities. So yeah, it might be interesting for you to just document this last year as an entrepreneur. And then the next time this happens again, you can really just feel reassured that you got through it the last time so that you can continue to go through these bear markets or just these inevitable downfalls in the economy. Even though this year has been incredibly difficult, I'm sure for all of us, make sure you do, again, take the time to celebrate your wins, recap any learnings and do any postmortems or summaries, and then either create or update your contingency plan for your business because I think that's really important. And then a note from me before we go into 2021 future outlook, I wanted to say that I am incredibly proud of you because you're doing the damn thing by running a business you're chasing your dreams, and you're navigating it all during an extremely uncertain and anxiety-provoking time. I know COVID-19 has been awful. People have passed away. There have been businesses that were struggling or even went out of business. But it was really helpful for me to make a gratitude list of all the blessings in disguise because of these times. I talked about this previously on Recloseted Radio about how we lost some clients, some of our clients went out of business, and all of it was just so heartbreaking to see and to experience, but it ultimately does kind of all work out in the end. I'll talk about this a little bit more in our recloseted end-of-year review, kind of the behind-the-scenes of that, but we are now working with a few higher-ticket clients that are just a better fit than the ones that we ended up losing, so that worked out. And then some of our clients that went out of business are now doing something else in the fashion industry that honestly makes them happier and more passionate. So that's been really cool to see. And then personally for me, I have been sleeping a lot more because I'm not going out as much anymore. I'm also cooking more. I'm also saving lots of money because I'm cooking more. And then just also getting closer and more vulnerable with select friendships and select relationships in my life. So that's been really awesome too. And so all of this serves as a reminder that even in times of darkness, there is still light. And we must remember that nothing lasts forever, you know, the good times, the bad times, and everything in between. So it's really important to be present and enjoy the overall journey and experience that is entrepreneurship. And now with all of that being said, let's look forward into the next year, which is 2021, and then talk about how you can plan for it. So the first thing I want you to do is once you've finished wrapping up 2020, like celebrating all of your well-deserved wins, reflecting on any changes or improvements, and then creating or updating your contingency plan, get into the state of mind to plan out the next year. And if you can't tell already, I feel like this should be a multiple day process. Like I do not think you should be doing all of this in one day because it's going to be really exhausting and you're not going to be as creative or as innovative as you can be. So I would do this over a course of a week or maybe like a few hours every week throughout December. So anyways, once you're done wrapping up 2020, get into the state of mind to plan out the next year. 
So make sure you're feeling calm, you're feeling creative, and your juices are really flowing. If you don't feel like you're in the right mindset to plan the next year, then go for a walk, be in nature, do a meditation, whatever you need to do to get yourself there. And as a side note, please keep in mind that you should not be planning your goals against what other people are doing or what your peers are aiming for. Do you, right? Like this is your business. This is your entrepreneurial journey. So make sure you set your goals and set them based on what you want and what makes sense for you. I also find creating a vision board for what you want in your life and your business to look like in the next year, the next three years, and the next five years can be really helpful. And you can take inspiration from Pinterest and Instagram photos to really spark your creativity. Now that you're in the goal setting mindset, let's talk about what your 2021 big goals look like. I always say it's important to set two to three meaty goals each year. Because if you really want to move the needle in your business and not burn out, you can realistically only accomplish a few things really well. Once you have your two to three meaty goals, you'll want to break it down into quarterly goals. I find that one month to achieve something sometimes isn't enough, especially if it's a meaty goal. However, you can do a lot in 90 days or three months. Generally, I advise a lot of our clients to plan in quarters and then doing that also allows you to be flexible. I would plan out your goals from Q1 to Q4 and then maybe when you're halfway in the year you decide that you want to update your Q3 or Q4 goals, that's totally fine. It also allows you just to be more agile and more nimble. But thinking about things in three-month intervals is great because you can actually do a lot and accomplish a lot. And then, once you have an idea of what you want to accomplish and get done every single quarter, make sure you utilize the SMART goal framework so you're more likely to achieve your goals. If you've never heard of SMART goals before, essentially the word SMART is an acronym and each letter in the word stands for something. So the S in SMART goals stands for specific, and that's really important because you want to make sure your goal isn't vague and open for questioning. The clearer you are, the more likely you know exactly what needs to be done, so make sure your goal is as specific as possible. The M in SMART stands for measurable, so what does success look like? Is it a certain percentage increase in sales? Is it a profitability target? Are you trying to get into a specific retailer? Put measurements in your goals so that you know exactly what you need to work towards. And then the A stands for attainable. So you want to make sure that your goal is doable. Don't try to release six collections next year if you know that you can only pull off two collections. It's important to keep it attainable. The R stands for realistic. And again, you want to be ambitious, but not too ambitious. When you're setting your goal, keep a realistic frame of mind and consider your current scope your production timelines, your budgets, your resources, and then also your community size. Last but not least, the T in SMART stands for timely, so you want to make sure you put a deadline in your goal. It's best if you pick a specific date because you can always move it forward or push it back later, but if you don't have a by when date, it's really easy to push things off to the next week, the next month, or the next quarter, 
and then all of a sudden it's going to be 2022 and you still haven't completed your goal. So really important to put a deadline against it. And if you want more help in 2021 to really make sure you knock it out of the park, then check out our Recloseted 2021 Bootcamp Planning Session. It's going to be on Sunday, December 13th from 8.30 to 11.30 a.m. Pacific Time. So if you're in Easter time, it'll just start at 11.30. And then if you're based in Europe or the UK, it's going to be, I think, around 4.30 in the afternoon. So it should work for multiple time zones, which will be great. And essentially, we will recap a little bit of 2020 together. I will send you this podcast episode if you sign up for the session and you haven't listened to it yet. So make sure you come with your 2020 recap. And then we will spend majority of the session looking forward and planning out 2021. I will provide fashion industry trends and outlooks. And then we're going to break down your quarterly goals your targets, and your financials. So we'll give you spreadsheets, we'll give you templates that you can really utilize. And the big difference between our free content and our paid content, like if you choose to work with us as a paying client, is definitely the fact that we teach you the how. Like in a lot of our free content, I'll just teach you the what, but then you kind of have to go figure out how to do it. Whereas if you pay to work with us, we will give you the roadmap and all the proven strategies and executional tips. So if you come to the session, you will get all the goods. And typically something like this would cost about $400 for a one-on-one two-hour session with a client. However, I know that 2021 is going to be a little bit anxiety-provoking and we don't know what's going to happen. And I really want you and your business to be set up for success next year, no matter your financial situation. So I'm really excited. We're offering tickets to this boot camp for only $50, which is a fraction of what it would cost to work with me one-on-one. And if you want to sign up or find out more information, you can do so at www.recloseted.com slash bootcamp. And we will also have the link in the show notes. Make sure though you sign up ASAP because we are going to limit the spots to 30 founders because we want to make sure that everyone gets the chance to ask questions, And then we also want to give you guys some time to network and chat with each other as well. So we wanted to make it really close-knit. So yeah, I don't know if tickets are still available at the time you're listening to this podcast episode, but if you're interested, make sure you sign up and get on it. I hope that this episode was super helpful for you. And again, don't forget that you got through 2020, which was a really tough year, and you should give yourself a huge pat on the back. And after you've recapped 2020, Do make sure you look forward to 2021 so that you can be as successful next year as well. And that was today's episode. If you enjoyed it and you took a lot out of it, it would be greatly appreciated if you could take a screenshot, share it to your Instagram stories, and tag us at Recloseted. Additionally, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe because new episodes will be automatically downloaded and it also helps us as well to continue to provide this podcast for free to you and continue to share all of these valuable resources. If you haven't already, also make sure you rate Recloseted 5 stars if you think we deserve it and write a positive review. That really helps us as well. And we will see you again next week. And in the meantime, together, let's write the harmful fashion industry.